I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. Today's topic is all about connecting with like-minded people. It's proven that people connect by having similar interests and with things they have in common. This week's guest is Marissa Sachs, and she's a former host of Bravo's TV, Millionaire Matchmaker, and the founder of Caviar Lifestyle, a social networking and dating app. Caviar's goal is to have lifestyle experiences as a center of social connection, solving many of the user frustrations with traditional dating apps. People are tired of going on dinner dates, feeling like they're being interviewed and want something more. Instead of swiping left and right solely based on aesthetics and physical appearance, Caviar members swipe based on common interests. When we come back, Marissa will share why dating someone with a different lifestyle isn't going to work and why real connection comes down to finding someone who loves to do the same thing you do. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Caviar founder Marissa Sachs is an entrepreneur and actress who appeared in productions such as Scary Movie 5, Entourage, Bold and Beautiful, All My Children, Faster, starring The Rock, Just Go With It, starring Adam Sandler, to name a few. Marissa's unique and established brand, network, and high-exposure marketing channels was established through her work on Millionaire Matchmaker on Bravo. She has a planned docudramedy centered on the creation of Caviar Lifestyles, female entrepreneurship, and what it takes to build a business as a woman, featuring behind-the-scenes and raw footage, what it takes to raise capital, find the correct development team, and write marketing outlets to promote and launch. Marissa and I have a mutual friend who knew we were like-minded and thankfully connected the two of us. When we first spoke, we spent three hours on the phone. I was so impressed with her, how bright she was, and this dating app that she built that I decided to fly to Chicago to interview her in person. It is my honor to welcome Marissa Sachs to Shot at Love today. Hi, Marissa. Thank you so much for inviting me to the Windy City. We are live in Chi-Town, and I'm thrilled to finally meet you. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for coming in. Really excited to do the show. I'm so excited to have you. Can you share a bit about your background? I know you're originally from the Midwest and grew up in Ohio. Can you tell us how you started out and how you ended up in Hollywood? Well, it all started the day I was born. My dad showed up to the hospital with a video camera. And then from there, my mom decided to put me in modeling at a very young age. And I always just felt comfortable in front of the camera. And then from there, just started doing photo shoots and theater, singing, dancing, all of that entertainment type of stuff. You just had it. I guess I just had it. You do. I photographed you while I've been here. And I've really never seen anyone so great in front of the camera, naturally. <laughs> like, you just you just have it. Thanks. These breaks did not come easy. They didn't fall in the sky. And when you got to Hollywood, you were a bit of a savage. You put yourself out there. What was some of the things you did to get these auditions and that hustle? I'm not going to lie to you. When you get to Hollywood, you are just literally thrown in and I mean, I started from the very bottom up. Like yeah. I was doing extra work. I was hustling. We were getting paid like $64 for the entire day. And it was like eight hours. It was crazy. But you just had to go to the sets, take the the crappy low-end job, and then you mingle and hustle and like network with people there. That's what happened to me when I started out. I mean, I used to laugh that if I got a parking ticket, that was what I got for that job. 
<laughs> and <laughs> so it was like, I'm doing all these jobs for free, but you learn on the set. You just don't get that lead role right out of the gate. Oh, no, that doesn't happen. I mean, unless like you're born into it or I mean, that's that's very rare. So you get this amazing break. Tell me what that break felt like. There's a lot that led up to that. It didn't just happen for the Bravo audition and booking. You had to get your SAG vouchers. You had to get three of those to be part of SAG. Like you were saying, the savage parts of it. I would walk right up to the guy who was giving out the vouchers and I needed two more. I had one, but you needed three and I basically talked him into giving me my extra one because I was like, well, I was here earlier and I did this, that and the other, you know, you just like schmoozed your way into it. And he taft Hartley'd me right away, which was, it was a thing people were getting taft Hartley, which means when you just push through to SAG, you don't, you don't have to wait to get all three, but you need that in order to get by. Right. When you went to be casted on Bravo, you went and looked at it like, okay, I'm going to try out for this part and you forget about it. That's what you do in Hollywood. Like you show up, you do your best. What was that like? Well, you don't really forget about it. That's a thing. So you go on tons and tons of auditions and then afterwards, yeah, you're supposed to forget about it. But instead you're in the car and you're like, oh my God, I should have done this. I should have done that. Why didn't I wear that dress? Why didn't I say this? Oh, why did I shake their hand? They didn't want to, you know, just anything. You just second guess yourself. But you learn over time that... You go in, you do the best job that you can do, and you leave and you forget about it. Watching you on the show, you had so many things that worked, but your personality and you were very expressive. You had a lot of heart. I definitely would be a terrible poker player because I wear (laughs) my expressions very well. It was actually crazy how the audition happened. I was going on a couple other auditions that day and I got a phone call from a casting director. She was like, oh my God, Marissa, I have this amazing role for you. Come in here. They're casting for a new host for Millionaire Matchmaker. This would be perfect. And I was like, oh my God, great. That'd be amazing. I love that show. And I said, okay, great. Where is it? And like, is there any dress code or like attire that you prefer me to wear? Yeah, here's the address and wear a pencil skirt. Um, okay, I'm a block away and I'm already in a pencil skirt. Yeah. It couldn't have been like set up any more perfect. So it's amazing. It, yeah, it was just meant to be. I went in, auditioned, felt great about the audition. And then they called me and they're like, okay, you booked it. Come in, 6 a.m. Monday, be ready. And that's how it goes. And that's how it goes. Yeah, you just always have to be ready. You ha- always have to be on. Yeah. Well, that's life. I mean, you always have to be ready. That's why I tell people, go on that date. You just don't know what opportunity is is around the corner for you. You just don't know who you'll meet or what will happen. But you worked really hard and you had to learn on the fly. And a lot of things were thrown at you. And I, I can see it in the show when I watched it. You had to step up and really show up for yourself. What did you learn about what people went through or the process of finding love during your time on the show? I learned, first of all, that I'm really great at improv because you have to be able to just flow with things and that are thrown at you that you were not expecting to happen, especially when everything's being recorded. Mm. <laughs> it's not what happens the way they show it. You know, it's like a, well, a lot I mean, is cut. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's TV, right? Like, so they want the ratings to be high and rightfully so, but 
it isn't planned. Like we'll have a creative and they'll be like, okay, go. This is what's going to happen here. we I call it skeleton scripted where we have an idea of what needs to happen and then everything's thrown in and nobody knows what's really going to happen, but we know the end result is going to be X, Y, Z. Right. But how you get there is like, this should be interesting. Let's watch and see what right. they do. And it's a lot of on the fly and deadlines and people don't understand how fast a set is. And I know this from shooting covers that I had to prepare so much and troubleshoot so many, okay, A, B, or C, these things can happen. If if there's a shoot, there's problems. Oh, yeah. Are we going to have to change clothing? We're going to have to change locations. Like it was always troubleshooting and making decisions really, really quickly that's so exhausting. It was completely chaotic and hectic. Everybody thinks TV so glamorous and perfect and because they only see the end result when like right before we start filming, they're like, okay, we're ready in 60 seconds. And like, I have half my face of makeup on. They're like, we don't give a shit. We're rolling. Yeah. We're rolling. 60 seconds. Here we go. They start doing the countdown. I'm like, have my shoes off. The jacket they put me in is like an XXL and I'm swimming in it and they like clothes pin it in the back. Like it looks so pretty and perfected with like a perfect bow tie when it's aired, but nobody really sees People are running around like chickens with their head cut off. Mm. It's fun and it's exciting. Like there's a lot of excitement and I love doing it. I always love doing it and it feels like you're on top of the world when you're when you're filming and then you see the result and you're like, oh God, that was so awesome that yeah. I experienced that. Because they showcase the highlights of you and they highlight the best of you, which is an incredible experience. But I want to talk about the struggles that people had when mm. finding love What did you see? Because dating on a TV show is not real life. It's not that it's not real life. It is real life, but there's just a camera watching everything you do. Right. A lot of times people at first would be a little bit like deer in headlights, like, oh, I don't really know how to act or what to say. But then like once they sink into it, it's a little bit more relaxed. Like we kind of have to be like, okay, just don't look at the camera. Don't pay attention. Pretend you're just alone. And then it started to get real and all the stuff started getting really juicy because it was actually authentic. Oh, yeah. That's so good. So I noticed on The Millionaire Matchmaker that there was a lot of mixers with focusing non-traditional experiences I thought that was interesting. Like you'd have a group of women blindfolded and men and, you know, real life doesn't work like that with dates. What are some of the things that you saw that worked really well in these unconventional dating situations or some things that didn't work well at all? I feel like it's a lot better to do activities than just sitting there eating dinner or lunch where it's like a cold interview process style. So in that aspect with like the mixers, people were like doing stuff and there was an activity, whether it was something like candle making or bowling or an arcade or just something where you can see the real personality come out. Yeah. So I think that really helps get people to let down their guard because you can see You know, if you take somebody to an arcade and they become competitive and they're like laughing and playing and being silly, you're probably not going to see that on a first date if you're just sitting at a restaurant being like, so tell me about your last relationship. What are you into? Are you Mm. close with your family? You know, that gets like, oh, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. So like the activity like gets the other person to be able to see 
the other person's authentic self and early on because mm. usually people are a little bit closed off at first. They yeah. take a little bit time. It's judging. Yeah. I, I remember one of the episodes I saw was with Patrick Swayze's brother. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sweet Swayze. I was mm-hmm. laughing about that. And I can remember he he liked this girl. Yeah. And they had a lot of common interests. Like they both were really athletic. And the first thing she said was, I'm a candle maker. And I could see with his expression, he wasn't like into that. Right. And it was interesting because that's what happens on a real date. If they didn't have those questions, like, what do you do for a living? What do you do like astrology? Like all these questions where people are like, yeah, you're not my person. But it depends on the chemistry, I think. Chemistry, it's a really interesting thing, right? Because there's physical chemistry and then there's mental and all of it has to add up and like mm. it all has to be there. That's why that's why caviar, for, for example, I'm going to go and use that as an example with caviar it's about finding like-minded people and then you become attracted to them. That's why, have you ever talked to one of your friends where you're like, oh yeah, this guy I'm dating, and they're like, oh, that's so weird. He's not like your usual type. Mm. He doesn't really seem like the other guys you used to date who are like so hot. And, but that's not what's important, right? It's more about like the actual connection of doing things and then that person can become attractive. Absolutely. During that activity because of the way they act, hold themselves body language, whatever it is, that's where the real authentic chemistry lies. Absolutely. This brings me to talk about the creation of caviar. I know your past dating history played a big part in your inspiration and the passion around building this app. Can you talk about some of the dating challenges that you faced while living in LA and how you felt compelled to fix some of these problems? LA, everybody knows it's really complicated to date there because there's just so much turnover and so many, so many shiny things out in LA. Everything's shiny. And look Mm -hmm. over here, look over here. At the end of the day, I just wanted a connection that was real. I wanted to make that, and which is why caviar was created, because I wanted to use it. I wanted to use caviar for myself because It's, first of all, instant gratification where, say, I'm in the mood to go out right now and, like, just got my hair done and I have nothing to do, no plans. I can get on the application and say, what's going on right now in my area in the next three hours? I like that. Yeah, and I can go and connect with people, whether it's for dating or I want to find a couple new friends to go to a concert with or whatever it is. But as far as dating in L.A., I just feel like people were swiping for the wrong reason. It was just on physical appearance. And I feel like that can only last so long because if you don't have anything in common with that person, I mean, what are you going to do? Just sit there and like look at them? Right. You know, oh, yeah, you're hot. Hot doesn't become so hot you're anymore. so hot. Great. Yeah. You're hot. So, I mean, so I don't know. So are you hot when you're 70? You it's know, just, maybe. You know, but. Yeah. Everybody gets older and there are things you have to be able to talk and converse and you know, you want to go do the same things. You both like tennis. You want to go do outdoor activities and travel. And there's just so much out there. And it's, I feel like this, this way is a lot easier to filter out and find your person. Yeah. I like that. I love this focus on like-minded thinking, shared common interests. And LA, I hear it all the time from friends, different people that I know that have worked in the business. It is the most challenging place to date. 
Unfortunately, it really is. It's crazy. It's like a never, never land. You just get sucked into it. And then all of a sudden, five years has gone by and then 10 years have gone by. And I mean, you just don't even realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just get sucked in. And and also, there's so much to do out there. So I feel like it's such a waste that people are just going to like dinners or coffees or lunches like there's so many cool places in Hollywood history to see Mm. and I feel like what I hear is that people just live in their car it's so spread out oh yeah I carried shoes a bathing suit a sweatsuit everything in my trunk 100% so then if you're in Hollywood you go down to Santa Monica I mean that's like a whole day trip right you're down you're in Santa Monica for the day yeah you hear that a lot yeah definitely and I know it from when I would go there to photograph covers. It's definitely challenging. How great would it be to find the love of your life, the man of your dreams? Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path, that you're worth it and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass, you can also register at shotatlove.co. I designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful. Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. You had this experience where you were kind of like talking to your mom every weekend and you weren't going out and the dating apps weren't working for you and you had your hair done and you had your skinny jeans on and you realized that you were the same demographic of the users of caviar. Expand on this realization that there had to be other people just like you who were sitting around wanting to go out in what you spoke about earlier, that instant gratification piece. There was one month, I remember I spoke to my mom. It was, there was like a couple Saturdays in a row. And she was like, why are you at home again on a Saturday night? And I just remember being in my pajamas, like with my legs up on the couch being like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this because I didn't have any interest in anybody from the dating apps and I didn't want to go out and get drunk with friends. I was over that. And then I just started thinking, God, I wish there was an app that I could literally just get online right now and see what people are doing right now. Like there's an activity that interests me. Like maybe I want to go play putt-putt or like tennis or go to a concert or anything or meet somebody out on a date, but I want to do it right now. And it's Saturday at five o'clock, right? You can't get on a dating app and start being like, hey, what are you up to? What are you doing? That looks so desperate and nobody would do that. And if that happened, you probably wouldn't get the best date because it's kind of like last second planning. I just created this caviar app because I wanted people to be able to connect doing activities and 
at any time of the day. It could be planned out. It could be for trips. It could just be for last-minute dinners. I think what happened to you, one of the things you learned while you were dating in L.A., you went on, I would say, an experienced date, and you went on a date in an arcade. Yes. Tell me about that. Yeah, I did. So that was kind of like the eye-opener like when it like clicked, the light bulb went off because this guy wanted to take me out and he was like, let's go to an arcade. And I was like, what? An arcade? I don't want to go, okay, pinball machines and skee ball. Like what is this guy talking about? But anyways, I ended up going and I had the best time ever because I even noticed that my true self was showing and way, way earlier than it ever would have. Because, you know, usually I'm a little bit closed off at first. I don't let anybody really see. Like I kind of feel the person out. I'm like, okay, should, hmm, what do they like? You know, everybody's a little bit apprehensive. But then when we went in and we were playing games and the environment and the ambiance was so fun and just go with the flow. We had the best time ever. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, God, people should be able to connect like this. And this is how first dates should be. I like that. Because, you know, if you think about it, there are a lot of people who have probably gone out on dates, a coffee date, a dinner date, a lunch date, and they could have been really great for each other, but they just didn't see it because they weren't letting their authentic self show. Because they were too scared to show how they really are. And what if they went to an arcade? What if they went and played golf or tennis or something fun like going on a hike? Then they would have seen that that person has like a really fun personality. Right. It's so true. I go back and I think about my first date with my boyfriend. And had we not done an activity in between the different stops that we went to, Because we're out walking and talking through the Boston Common, laughing, taking the sights, it changed up the vibe of sitting there, staring at each other, ordering drinks, talking about how much of a disaster I was from a heartbreak. Like we had to just go out and do something fun and the activity saved us on that date. We not only went for a walk through the city, but we also went dancing. Wow, that's awesome. What kind of dancing? Well, we ended up at this underground like club and... That's when I danced to the song Time of Your Life and, you know, did both parts of Patrick Swayze and (laughs) Jennifer Grey. And I just had him laughing. But at that point, I knew I had to show my real personality. Once I did do that, everything changed. Yeah. And I think people really can't show that. The thing I like about what you're creating here is it's It's proven that people connect around the things they like to do. The statistics are there that if you look at a photograph and they're doing an activity and they like that activity, they are more likely to swipe right on you. I know this because I'm obsessed with Clubhouse and I love being there. And I can easily jump on Clubhouse and talk to people who like the same things as me, podcasting, conversations around love and relationships. Mm, Yeah. So I can understand how caviar will be successful because people are desperate for it. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And also there's for sure a hole in the market because there is no other app that has the actual foundation being the connecting piece that is missing. And that's really everything. Yeah. It is Interesting. And the dating landscape has changed during the pandemic. So when the bars and restaurants shut down, people became more creative. They went on walk and talk dates. They had picnics in the park. They used virtual dating. They 
put themselves out there, maybe dated abroad. You know, they were doing like, you know, making drinks and cooking on these virtual dates. People wanted something different. More activities, more more bonding. Yeah. And so it seems like this is the new dating trend, having this shared experience. And dates are moving away from the happy hour. Is this what you're seeing as well? Yeah, it really is. People are getting out there more and just doing creative things, just like you were mentioning during when everything was shutting down. We didn't have a choice. Yeah. The other thing I like about what you're doing with Caviar is you really have honed down on this shared interest thing. You know, you think about the two of us. It's so great that we were brought together because we are obsessed with this stuff. So we can go out and talk about this. Our friends don't want to talk about this. Yeah. (laughs) People listening to the show want to hear about this. But if you're looking for love, you want to hear about what's working, new trends, all this stuff. What are the driving forces for you too? You went through a painful experience that made you realize the importance of a shared interest. So you started dating somebody and you really liked him. He was in construction and all the pieces were there and it was great. What happened? Yeah, well, I mean, that really just goes back to our lifestyles and our wants for future just weren't lined up. So we connected on a dating app and it was more like, oh, you're hot, you're hot. It was one of those things. Okay, great. How long could that last? Three months, four months. And then, you know, I wanted to go travel and learn Italian or French or whatever it was. And he wasn't willing to get on a plane or go explore and do anything. And, you know, I mean, that's only going to go so far, right? Because we have different wants in life. And if somebody does end up giving in and doing what the other person wants and giving up what they want, then there's going to be a lot of resentment down the road because if one person wants to explore and the other one's happy just sitting in their hometown, it's going to be a problem later because then they're going to be like, you're the one that made me never leave here. I wanted to go see what else was out there, but I couldn't because you didn't want to. Mm. So that goes back to the same, what I've been saying the whole time about the foundation, being on the same page. Yeah. You know, and it also be on the same page as far as anything. Like, what chapter are you at in life? Are you ready to get married? Are you ready to have kids? Do you not want to have kids? Do you not want to get married? You're not going to go in changing anybody. You're not like if you go into a relationship and you try to change somebody, it's just going to be a complete disaster and a lot of time is going to be wasted, unfortunately. So I feel like being on the same page, liking the same things, wanting the same lifestyle, it's all really important. You know, there's something my friend sent me on Instagram. I think it was it was marry the person that wants to leave the party at the same time as you. Oh, I like that. I've yeah. Ne- I've never heard that before. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense though if you think about it because if one of you wants to like stay at the party to like 5 a.m. and then the other one wants to go home at 10 or there and there are, there could be a compromise Stay till 12. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, That's fun. Well, I think about my boyfriend and I, because I would be the last person in the corner with the lampshade on my head, and I would not leave. And he's the early riser and the balance. Nice. So that's the compromise. Right. So it works. It works. Even though you wanted to stay longer and he wanted to go home earlier, you guys compromise and you're together and you're happy. And And it's balanced. Yeah. But you talked about the frustration of wasting a bunch of time. And I think this is why people get off the dating apps because they 
find someone that doesn't have the same values or is not on the same page, they don't want to have children, they don't want to travel the world, whatever that may be. And there's so much wasted time in all components. Like you can be swiping and messaging and sitting around Mm -hmm. waiting for someone to ask you on a date. Yeah. Well, this way, this is exactly what you're talking about right now. The date is already planned. So the date is planned before you're even messaging here. That's amazing. Yeah. Because honestly, you could be talking to somebody for a month and then nobody makes a move and then you get like 30 new matches and then what? Oh, you forget about that one that you spent all that time talking to and nobody made a move. So that's completely wasted. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas now you get on the application, the entire page is all full of activities. And you can swipe left and right on the activity. You see who hosts it. You can click on the person who's hosting the activity. And then the date's already planned. You don't have to wait. It's like it's backwards dating if you think about it in a way. And it's actually preferred because then it's like, hey, I'm going to do this activity on Saturday morning. I'm going to go take a horseback riding lesson because I've always learned one. I've always wanted to know how to horseback ride. I'm looking for somebody to join me. And then you're like, oh my God, I've always wanted to be a horseback rider or take lessons or whatever it is. And then you don't have to wait and plan. Oh, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Okay, well, are you going to pick the restaurant? Or It just speeds everything up. It connects more efficiently and it's more fun. I love that. I think it's amazing. And one of the things you said to me is that the world has changed and most people just don't want to approach anyone anymore. Oh, yeah. Nobody approaches anyone. And when they do, everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Why are they approaching me? There's not a screen between us, you know? And caviar helps get you out from behind the screen. Yes, definitely. When I was an early user of Clubhouse and I would go on these stages in podcasting rooms And I was nervous. I was nervous. I held back. And now I'm a different person because I'm used to it. But I think any new thing, any new friend, any new experience, any new date, it's just normal to be nervous and hold back. It's just so if there's something that pushes you Mm -hmm. and then at least you look at it and you say, oh, at least I had that horseback riding lesson. Right. So then you benefit anyways, regardless of if it worked out romantically or not. You could always make a new friend if it didn't work out or a new business contact. You just never know. Right. So the goal with Caviar is to bring people together. How do you want it to work as a networking tool? I think that it's just about connecting with people in person instead of hiding behind a screen and waiting to see if something even happens. And then when it does happen, it's an interview. I want people to connect and have fun. Life is about having fun. Get out there, do things, go kayaking, go paddleboarding, go to the beach, have a picnic, anything. Everybody's on their phones too much, me included. It actually is so infuriating. Right. But you have to have a phone in order to connect to the world, in order to have business and do what you have to do. But at least the application caviar, what I'm bringing to the world is, hey, we can meet on this screen, but then let's go out and do something fun. And it's already planned and it's ready to go. Bam. It's so good. So social connection apps, they fall into two categories. So there's the dating and the event planning. Mm -hmm. The market is there for people because they're starved for connection They want to connect in so many different ways and they want to find love. What are your hopes for the users of Caviar? My hopes for the users of Caviar is that they 
get on there, swipe right to the activities, learn how to do new things and meet new people and then find their person. It's so good. It's going to be really exciting. What does the Caviar Lifestyles launch and rollout look like for you in the upcoming months? We are going to roll out and pilot city to city. So right now we are on the App Store. We are on Google Play. I'm just starting to push out with the marketing. But like I said, we're going to pilot city to city, probably hit LA, uh, Miami, New York, Chicago, London, and now, of course, Boston. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm really excited about all this. Marissa, Caviar is live in beta testing. Can you tell the listeners how they can find out more? Yeah, just go to the App Store, type in Caviar Lifestyles or Caviar Dating. It should pop up. It's a purple application. Download it, just onboarding just like a dating app or just like a meetup app. And then you start swiping right and left on the activities and you can instantly talk to people. Great. And you want feedback. So how can people find you or follow you on social media? I'm on all platforms at Marissa Sachs, M-A-R-I-S-A-S-A-K-S. So feel free to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you DM me, no problem. Give me feedback. Let me know what you think. If anything, you have suggestions, ideas, I'm open to everything. Because honestly, like you guys are the demographic. You guys are the people, the users. Like I'm the demographic. I I want to know your thoughts because I'm making this for you. I'm making this for everybody to use. So don't be shy. I hope that I get a ton of DMs and suggestions. Tell me things you like, you don't like. There's no wrong thing to say. Well, I'm sure they're going to love it and love the app just as much as they love you. And I love you to death. And I'm so <laughs> happy you came to share your story on Shot at Love. It was great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And for now, this week's Shot at Love dating tips that are inspired by our guest, Marissa Sachs, and her new dating and networking app, Caviar Lifestyle. Number one, be honest about what you're looking for long-term versus casual. Who knows? Maybe that someone is looking for exactly what you want. Number two, do something fun. Hike, putt-putt, and Marissa's personal favorite, an arcade. This shows your playful and competitive side, and there'll be a lot of laughing, I bet. Or even take a walk together at the dog park to play with the puppies. This will show the soft, sweet, nurturing side of you. Be open to new experiences. You may love it or hate it, but either way, you'll find out more about yourself, and it will bring you closer together. Number three, be open. Doing something basic like a dinner interview will not make you shine. Be creative and show your personality. It could lead to something you never imagined for romance, business, or friendship. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself or commit to sharing the show with someone else. Stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.